You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Welcome to the AISTS Medicine Module podcast. Today, we're going to talk to you about marathon running and whether the damage caused to the body outweighs the benefits. Fact. We evolved to run. Fact. Running is healthy. Fact. We did not evolve to run 42 kilometers on a tarmac surface. Fact. Science says marathon running is not healthy. The damage outweighs the benefits. Opinion. We disagree. The science suggests you shouldn't run a marathon. We say you should. Who's right? We're going to look at the impacts marathon running has on the main systems of the body and outline the damage caused, while also discussing personal experience we've had as runners. We'll finish off by answering the question of whether marathon running really is bad for you by sharing scientific facts and our own opinions on the matter. However, before we get into specifics, a little bit about us. I'm Olivia DeLarati and I'm 24 years old and recently ran my first marathon. I'm a former collegiate swimmer with minimal running experience. Mike Collins is 34 and an experienced marathon runner. He's competing in his second marathon in seven days in his fourth of 2018. So why does science say you shouldn't run a marathon? Firstly, we see muscles breaking down and losing their strength. Our form deteriorates. Ligaments become strained. Tendons are put under stress. Muscle pH drops, leading to acidification and a feeling of fatigue. The skeletal system is at risk of stress fractures through impact. The endocrine system undergoes numerous survival responses. Cortisol levels rise in response to energy requirements, as do epinephrine levels for vasodilation increase heart rate. Testosterone and IGF-1 levels both fall, and leptin levels fall, possibly an evolutionary positive feedback loop encouraging us to move more. These are all extreme reactions to the unnatural stresses the body's being put through. We see elevated heart rate, cardiac output, and vasodilation. We see blood diverted from non-essential organs, and we see increased respiration to meet the demand for ATP. Combined with reduced blood flow, the vertical movement while running can stimulate the peristaltic system, causing runner's gut, exacerbated through dehydration. Depending on conditions, equipment, and athlete, the integumentary system can receive damage such as blisters, chafing, swelling, bruised toenails, and sunburn. The stress of running a marathon generates significant immune responses. And with the nervous system, we see increased level of sympathetic nervous system activity, the body's fight or flight response. There's always a risk of dehydration when running. In severe cases, this can lead to AKI, which is an abrupt reduction in kidney function. Conversely, overhydration can lead to hyponatremia, potentially fatal. Some of these detrimental states can continue after the race. Typically, the symptoms we describe below result immediately after running and can last up to a month or so after the race, depending on an individual's age, gender, and training background. First, delayed onset muscle soreness can exist for several days. Tendons will need time to recover and muscle glycogen levels will be low. Any skeletal damage that was caused in race may require significant periods of rest in order to heal. The endocrine system continues to be significantly impacted. Cortisol and creatine kinase levels remain elevated, as so do epinephrine and norepinephrine. Conversely, we see testosterone levels remaining low for some time. Ultimately, the body needs time for the hormone levels to return to normal, although this will happen relatively quickly. While the athlete's heart rate will drastically reduce as soon as they cross the finish line, the circulatory rate may remain higher than normal after the race. 
In extreme cases, we can see inflammation of the heart. Even after the race, there can be digestive issues. Diarrhea caused by dehydration can still be a factor. Occult bleeding in the GI tract can also happen. This is serious, but not common. Most of the integumentary damage caused during the race will take some time to repair. Blisters, sunburn, rashes will resolve themselves relatively soon. Damaged toenails, bleeding under toenails can remain for weeks or months after, often with the eventual loss of the nails. We see a suppressed immune system in the days following a marathon, and coughs and colds are very common. Depending on conditions, athletes may continue to be dehydrated after the race, resulting in kidneys producing little urine for several hours after. In extreme cases, rhabdomyolysis can develop and lead to serious kidney problems. So what happened to us? I felt tired and fatigued in the days that followed and developed a cough four to five days after, with pain in my lower back and right hamstring. Olivia felt stiff and sore for several days afterwards. She found walking down the stairs difficult. She felt hungry for two to three days after, and she saw her waking heart rate elevated for several days post-race. So what can we conclude? Physiologically, the damage caused by running a marathon does outweigh the benefits. However, we believe there's more to this than those facts. We've divided up the benefits into mental, physical, and social. So what are the mental benefits one derives from running a marathon? First, it's a monumental accomplishment to run 42K. The coping skills and mental toughness you develop before and during the race are invaluable. Skills such as discipline and self-motivation are developed to train and compete. These characteristics are translated into everyday life. During the race, you'll be able to interact with amazing volunteers. While there's no scientific evidence that this helps your health, both of us, along with numerous other runners we spoke to, love to interact with the crowd and the volunteers. It just overall makes you feel great. And lastly, many runners support certain charities. This gives many people a sense of purpose and a feeling that they're part of something bigger than themselves. And the physical benefits. While running the marathon itself is undoubtedly damaging, the training will have made you fitter and healthier. Any injuries you picked up will heal. You'll always have that finisher's medal and the motivation which goes with it to stay fitter and healthier. And the runner's high is real. The increased levels of neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and anandamine make you feel great. And finally, social factors. You'll have had the opportunity to visit new places and see new parts of the world. You'll be a part of a club. You'll have met new people and formed new bonds. And there's plenty of evidence that socially connected people lead happier and healthier lives. And finally, they are fun. And ultimately, life is to be enjoyed. So the science says you shouldn't run a marathon. We say you should. Who's right? Maybe the science, maybe us. But even if the science is right, we aren't going to stop. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.